0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Daigle Bites ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today.
1: Hi, this is Lauren Daigle. Before we start this episode of Daigle Bites, just a reminder that season two of my podcast will be available exclusively on Amazon Music. Follow Daigle Bites on Amazon Music to get every episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Daigle Bites podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Daigle. I'm a singer that hails from the deep swamps of Louisiana, I ventured my way up to Nashville to take the risk of jumping in on the pipe dream of singing on stages other than the ones I grew up seeing. Along this journey, I wrote a song called You Say, and what came next absolutely changed my life. I found myself in tour buses, singing on stages all over the world. And every single night I would get asked the question, what would Lauren Daigle be doing if she hadn't pursued music? Well, this season of Daigle Bites is answering just that and I'm bringing you along with me on this adventure. I'm inviting new friends that I've just met and old friends that I've known for a long time to come and explore what it is like to pursue their passions. I know that they've inspired me, and I'm sure that they will probably do the exact same thing for you. So my absolute hope is that as you're sitting and you're listening, you then too can be inspired. You then too can ask the question, what is it that I would love to do with my life? And maybe along the way, you'll find steps to making that happen. So pull up a seat. Join us in the conversation. You have a place here. This is the Dagobites podcast on Amazon Music.
0: Hey, look up, hey, look
1: up, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dagobites podcast Okay, this next guest was honestly one of the guests I was just sincerely looking forward to the most. We met back at the Billboard Awards a couple years ago. She was sitting behind me with her cast, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I watch her every week. It was definitely one of those pinch me moments. But what made it even more beautiful is that she reached out to me at the show and gave me a hug and just said, hey, we love your music, and I was like, you have no idea how much I love your acting. It is an honor to bring to the show my friend, Chrissy Metz, from the hit show, This Is Us. Today, I'm gonna be talking with Chrissy about her accidental audition that started her acting career, what This Is Us means to her today, and Chrissy's mindset on staying true to yourself. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode the more I talked with her, the more I felt like our friendship was blooming. She is just true and authentic, and it's one of the most endearing qualities about my friend Chrissy Metz. Please welcome her to the show today. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm so glad that you're here. I, I've been waiting for this for so long. I mean, everybody listening in, you will know our dear friend Chrissy Metz from This Is Us. I'm telling you, you have—the things that you have expressed on that show and the places that you have taken each audience member is like bar none. I remember exactly where I was when I was sitting. We were in a hotel room, and my best friend was my tour manager at the time, and uh, we would always share a hotel room because I hate—I don't like being alone, Mm -hmm. and— she was like, hey, I got this show for you. It's called This Is Us. We should start watching it. And it was right after the pilot release. So she'd only seen the the pilot. And I was like, okay, what what are we dealing with here? Like, what kind of show is it gonna be? Cause I was just so unsure. Cause she's wild. She has a very vast array of selections. And every time she chooses something, we typically, I'm typically hiding under the covers or running out of the room. Or I'm like, this is so. Twisted, why do you find pleasure in this? You know, whatever. (laughs) And she's like, it's the best show ever. When This Is Us came on, I sat there and bawled. I was like, what is happening through the screen right now? Mm -hmm. I couldn't—it was something so—it was so transcendent. And I feel like it showed the intricacies of a family dynamic that I feel like a lot of people maybe either push away at times— or Mm -hmm. they run from their whole life. And this show just brought all of those things to the surface, made them very present for people to be able to watch back. I feel like it was a very cathartic experience. And um, I just want to thank you for your work on that show. I'm super, super grateful. What has Kate Pearson meant to you? Oh,
0: gosh. I mean, she's changed my whole life. You know, the show has changed my whole life. And it's something that you always, like, think about, but you never imagine it happening. Mm -hmm. And so in order to even have a woman who is not an average size Mm -hmm. on a network television show was a really big deal. But then to also just really get to the root of why she abused her body with food and what, what demons and shame and guilt that she was carrying and continues to carry. And I was like, Oh, she's like a, she's a real person. And so many people, male and female have come up to me and, you know, have said that the character in the show, of course, and everything, of course, that you mentioned that we cover, has really helped them to sort of navigate. It's almost like a blueprint for like, Mm -hmm. oh, how would I handle my anxiety or paternity issues or weight issues or, you know, the terrible systemic racism that we're, you know, hopefully getting on the other side of. But yeah, it's just, it's meant so much to me and more than I can really express or articulate, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and the fact that it's coming to an end, this is our sixth season, it's kind of, what in the heck? How are you
1: processing that? Because I know how I'm processing it as a viewer. And let me tell you, it is not... Very
0: good coping mechanisms. Yeah. No, I'm like, I really gotta talk to my therapist, like yeah. probably twice a week. Yeah. Um, you know, I just try to stay present, just in my life generally. Mm-hmm. And that's always a good rule of thumb for me. I'm like, let me just stay present. Don't worry about what just happened. Don't worry about what's about future tripping. And mm-hmm. am I gonna have another job? And is it gonna be as good as this success? And I'm like, let me just be present. Mm-hmm. And let me just prepare for the scene that I'm doing right now. Not the scene in two hours. Not this. Not the next episode. But now. But I am, you know, I'm allowing myself to sort of grieve, saying goodbye, like slowly, because otherwise I might just combust if oh, I yeah. don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, but I also am like, all right, let's be professional. Let's do your job. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it helps in, you know, in the material of the, of the show. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh,
1: I feel like it's probably similar to Friends. I, as a someone who views these things... I would sit there and think, man, I bet there's rich camaraderie even off screen, that oh, yeah. is allowed to really make the screen look like a family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know with touring and stuff like that, mm-hmm. when I, we're touring, the second we're done, I'm I'm just a ball of a mess, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't like those seasons to end. And there's months go by where I'm just trying to get my feet underneath me because I feel so disjointed, you know, mm-hmm. from from myself and from the people that i love as well so i'm just going to pray that that process is easy for you but let's oh
0: thank you yeah
1: absolutely yeah. let's take it back a little bit okay mm-hmm. 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 where did it all begin for you for those listening in we're speaking with chrissy Metz, and i have always wanted to be an actress and i had admi- my always i've always wanted to be i would sit in the mirror and study my face and just different things and I was sick when I was uh, in high school for two years. I was on homebound, and I would just study. I would even study like people's speeches and receiving awards and things. I loved it. So wow. I know. So where where did it all begin? Where was the fire?
0: Kind That's of. That's amazing. Lit? It's it's funny because my first love was singing. Oh, so it's just so interesting. Yeah, there are duality, but it's I nice. um, my sister. And her best friend, I was babysitting them one weekend. They're like, Oh my gosh, we heard about this open call at the Holiday Inn in Gainesville. And I was like, I'm not you out some <laughs> random open call from the radio. These <laughs> people aren't even legit. What is this? Yeah. And they were like, no, just, just take us because we have to have, you know, a legal guardian. And I was 19. So I, you know, by one year. <laughs> I so <love> it. <laughs> I uh, I took them and I was sitting across from this woman. And she was like, oh, I taught at your high school. And I was like, okay, anyway. And I'm filling out the form for my sister. And she's like, are you auditioning? And I was like, absolutely not. Like at that point in my life, I was afraid of my own shadow. I had a very tumultuous upbringing. After my parents divorced, my mom remarried. And my stepfather, while I love him very much, it was a very tumultuous upbringing. And verbally and physically abusive, it was very hard. And so like, I just didn't have the confidence. And I was like this angsty, sad girl. Mm -hmm. And I surely wasn't going to audition to just be made fun of. And so at least that's what I thought in my head. And so the woman was like, well, I taught at your high school and I I really think you should audition. And I was like, I don't know you, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, she's like, well, I think that you're here for a reason. And I was like, okay, she's this some crazy lady. (laughs) And then the manager who was holding the whole open call comes out and was like, oh, who is who is the guardian of this girl? And I was like, Oh, it's me. That's my sister. And she's like, Okay. And, and what do you do? And I was like, I'm just her sister. Mm-hmm. Like, is that not enough? Like, I'm just her sister. And she's like, Oh, okay. Well, and my sister's like, No, Chrissy, you sing. You sing. You sang all through like middle school and high school. I was like, Oh, oh my god. Oh yeah. I was, No, and she. No, I did. And no, I didn't. And um, she's like, Well, sing something for me. And of course, what, what the first thing that popped in my head was reflection mm-hmm. from Mulan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and um, I ended up singing. She's like, what are you doing in Gainesville? And I was like, I'm teaching preschool and I don't know. And sure enough, we ended up, I ended up signing with her. We did a whole showcase. We came out, found an LA agent and became an wow. agent's assistant for nine years and sort of watched everybody. I always say it's like watching your boyfriend take another woman out. Oh every yeah. Day. Yeah. You're like, great. Go to my favorite restaurant and sit at my favorite table and tell me all about it. So yes. I can cry. Yeah. Um, Mourning a lost dream. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I was like, gosh, I got all the way to LA and I, I was so close and I got an agent, but so many people were going back to Florida because they couldn't afford to stay in LA. It's mm-hmm. just cost a fortune. And I was like, well, this will at least keep me close, you know, and my finger on the pulse of what's going on. And then I would slowly, like every once in a while, have auditions here and there. But my manager, she was like, I really think you need to focus on TV and film. Don't Don't worry about the singing thing. And I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't. I sort of just left that away, folded it cute and nicely. Not so nicely or cute, but behind me. And um, it just was hard because I, I basically ate my weight in sprinkles cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. Just being miserable. Like I was so happy to help people to get to where they want to be. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is not where I, I'm going to be forever. But if I could root for the underdog and the things that I could learn, I'm like, how do I, how do I spin this and turn this into something really really beneficial and wow. advantageous for, for me. So it was, that's sort of the the cliff notes of it all, but that was 12 years in the making, you know, wow. I, I lived in LA before I even had anything sort of substantial. So, wow. So was this is us your first role? Yeah. I mean, I had a couple co and guest stars, which are nothing mm-hmm. by the time you pay your commissions and taxes, you have mm-hmm. nothing you're like, Oh, maybe I can get some gas and groceries. Yeah. So it wasn't like you could ever fulfill your, your, Every whim on on that kind of, but then I had an arc on American Horror Story for five episodes and I was like, great, my career is going to, I think it's going to really take off. And it did not. And so then a whole year went by and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? I should literally like a week or two before I even auditioned for This Is Us. At that time, it was untitled Dan Fogelman Project. I was going to move back to Gainesville. Wow. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. It's like 12 years. Like, I'm delusional. It's not going to happen for me. I don't want to sit here and like yell at people over the phone. I'm like, not going to be that kind of agent. And sure enough, one of my friends who I worked with at another agency said, There's this project. Chrissy, I'm telling you, you're right for it. If I get you the audition, will you go? And I'm like, Yeah, I'll go if you can get it. Like, I was like, I, it's not going to happen. Like, why are we even doing mm-hmm. this? And here we are talking about it. So. Wow. So yeah. a real life La La
1: Land oh, where yeah, she was going sure. over and over and over. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm going back home. Love you guys. I'm out yeah. of here. See, see you later. I And it, do it becomes the break. I, I read yeah. something where you had 18 cents to your name. 81 cents. 81 cents. Hello, Dyslexia. Thank you. That's
0: okay. Same difference. What is 81 to 18?
1: (laughs) I know. 81 cents. Gosh, it's incredible. That's an incredible story of determination.
0: You know, people ask about, like, how did you persevere? And I'm like, I don't know. The only Mm -hmm. thing I can think is, like, by the grace of God, Mm -hmm. because, I, I mean, there's just so many times that you're like, this is silly. This is crazy. and But I also was like, gosh. I don't want to give up before the miracle, but when is that going to happen? And am I delusional? So you're like toiling with all of these thoughts in your in your mind, and whew, yeah. I, I mean, something bigger and greater than myself, obviously, because it wasn't me, not my Wow, ego.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm am- yeah. I am amazed by that. Like just listening, I'm like your tenacity to sit there and watch dream after dream after dream become fulfilled yet longing, like you were in this process of longing. And when you have like creative depth, administrative is just not the jam. Like, <laughs> let, is not. no, not yeah. at all. So to also be doing something that was not even remotely touching the parts of you that make you come alive is just, I don't know if I could have done it. I mean, I'm i am amazed by you. That's incredible, mm-hmm. genuinely.
0: You could have, I'm absolutely Ugh. sure you could have, but I think it's also like when, you know, intuitively, like there's something that I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know how to get there yet, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. Yeah. I'm going to keep showing up every day. I'm going to go to the dollar store and try to buy the groceries and yep. try to like, you know, count the quarters for gas or whatever it is that so many struggling artists or anybody struggling deal with. And, oh, you know, it's, um, it's not for the faint of heart. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So
1: how do you find yourself now in life fully stepping into your
0: purpose? It's so interesting because I I knew that like, and Devon Franklin, who was a great, an amazing writer, author, producer who did Breakthrough, he always says you have to learn to carry a crown before you can wear one. And I didn't really realize that until I was like, oh, I'm carrying this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to carry it. And it's, All of the experiences and everything that I, all the education I got to learn behind the desk and rooting for the underdog, but also realizing like, what do I want this for? Mm -hmm. It's not for fame or fortune. It's that I was this, I felt like a black sheep growing up. I like couldn't relate to any of the girls in my school or my siblings. And I just wanted to like relate to someone or tell a story or like express myself in ways that I hadn't before. And so that's why acting for me was like, Oh, I get to really understand someone's perspective from playing the character, but then also be the conduit for the story. Wow! And so when I released the, like the idea of like fame or fortune, wouldn't, you know, it, it all came about. And so I think it's always so important. Like, what is your intention in anything that you do? Yeah. Even if I post something on Instagram or social media, I'm like, what is my intention? do I need to be validated? Do I need to have somebody, you know, say that I look this way or that way, or I'm this or that and the whole comparing and despairing. And you can really just get just sucked up into that. Oh yeah. That drama. Yeah. And it's really the drama within yourself and your ego and your pride. And, you know, while it's self-preservation, it's also like, this isn't serving me. (laughs) No, it's (laughs) false. um, It's 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 a counterfeit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I always wanted to like, go back to doing what it was that I was meant to do and I know that I'm doing that because I'm here you know it it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't meant to be and I know that the stars sort of align and whatever's meant for you is for you and nobody can take that away and so it just wasn't in my time like I just had to wait and make sure that it was what I wanted and I was ready Mm because I don't think at 20 years old I would have known how to navigate all of this yep I mean it's hard enough as a 40 year old woman yep (laughs)
1: I've thought—I often think back on that, receiving no's in the beginning of my career. Even though I was still young when I got into it, if I had received the yeses at the time, I wouldn't have had that revelation, the fame and fortune revelation of, is that actually going to be the thing that creates a hunger for doing what I do? Because a lot of times people will think, oh, it'll provide happiness. I'll have a lot of money. I'll be able to do things I want. And it's so shallow in relation to when you can really see your role, whether singing or acting, impacting the life of someone else. Mm-hmm. When you can relate to that and see how it brings someone else alive, you realize money, fame, fortune, it has nothing on it. It has nothing. It can't compare. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: no, not at all. My, one of my friends, is always like, if money can solve a problem, it's not a problem. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. I never had money growing up. So like, I never even thought about that. And yes, it provides opportunity and and some sort of safety, but there's also, you also know, and this might sound so obnoxious, but you also know that money doesn't make you happy, Mm -hmm. you know, but people that are chasing it think it will. Yeah. And then when you get it, you're like, Oh, okay. It it made things comfortable, more comfortable or more accessible, but it doesn't make you, things don't make you happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you,
1: girl. It's that connection. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. Okay. Switching gears a little bit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with This Is Us and with Notoriety, have you felt any of the
0: pressure? Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, especially when we go to events or award shows, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, you leave your house. You're like, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. And then you show up to red carpet and like, a paparazzi or, you know, photographer could say like, Oh, Oh no, we want to see so-and-so and you sort of get brushed to the side or something so silly and oh, it's God. not personal, but it yes. feels personal or you don't feel important or you feel like, Oh, what you're contributing is not. And then I'm like, what am I doing this for? Yep. What else? What, what is this all for? You know? And so like, it's like a whole, like full circle, like, Oh, Chrissy, you know what this, these are just vehicles
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: get to tell a story within them and let's enjoy what we can enjoy, not take things personally. But yeah, I mean, there are, there's so many things, whether it's when I show up to work and I'm like, gosh, everybody's been working for 20 years and I feel like the brand new girl in school. And so then my whole narrative in my mind is, well, you're not good enough. You know, you actually, you, you probably, it doesn't matter how much you study. You didn't go to a, you know, grad school for acting. You didn't study in London. You didn't do all these things. How why, why are you here? Like, you don't deserve to be here. It's all of that, that talk, that head chatter. But yeah, it does come in waves. But what I realized is having confidence in yourself is really trust.
1: Yeah, wow. Wow, wait, dive into that for a second.
0: Yeah, so when I was like, okay, Chrissy, the only thing you can do is suit up and show up. You can prepare for the, you have the job. Mm-hmm. You can prepare for every single scene. You show up, you are professional, you're kind, you're patient, you're gracious- and you do your job. And so every single time I did that, I was like, oh, I put a little deposit in my confidence bank, which meant I could trust myself to show up for myself. Wow. And that I never did in my life. Wow. I was like, what a concept. So that really informs like your next right action.
1: Wow. What a tool. What a tool. Wait, did you have to go through some sort of training in order to do this? Or did is it like the depths within and here here i am.
0: i mean i think it's that and also therapy and talking mm-hmm. to someone and figuring out and naming what i was feeling and understanding it and you know so much of our trauma comes from our you know parents unresolved issues and trauma mm-hmm. and what am i taking with me and what narrative am i walking through life with and so being able to name those things to talk about them to journal about them to sit with myself to feel the feelings yeah Ugh, I know. It's so uncomfortable. So it's so, like, so uncomfortable. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and that's that's why we all hop on Instagram, or yeah. why I eat my feelings, or why people drink, or yep. gamble, or whatever we can fill the void with, because the feelings are just seemingly insurmountable. So I just, just like waking up, I was like, one step in front of the other. The only thing I can do is like show up. Let me yeah. show up to therapy. Let me show up for myself. And there are days that are great and weeks that are great and there's something that happens like it's like a hair trigger and you're like oh this is deep-seated yeah this I gotta work on this
1: has there been a moment where you're in a scene and you feel Chrissy Metz coming to play mm-hmm. not Kate Pearson and you're like oh oh no it's about the tidal wave is about to happen and how do you cope in those moments
0: yeah yeah no for sure it's it's so I mean, I'm grateful because I am very similar to Kate. I feel like mm-hmm. she is who I used to be. And so I know where Kate's headed because of who I am now. Wow. But there are times where I'm like, oh, there is something that hasn't, that I haven't gotten over, you know, whether it was confronting, you know, when Kate confronted her ex-boyfriend who was very incredibly emotionally and verbally abusive yeah, to her. That was rough was like, watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is like stuff that happened with my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to speak, you know, you they say use what you know. And so I'm like, I'm going to like speak to my stepfather and maybe say something I never said to him. And of course I forgave him, but it doesn't mean that there wasn't still some hurt left. Yep. So yeah, I'm like, you know what? Just use it. Just whatever comes up, I'm just going to use it. Wow. So.
1: I-, I love that. I think that's brilliant. In those moments, do you have to take a second like and focus or is it just kind of this system where you know what's happening on the inside and you're just able to translate that?
0: Um, I think because I've always been a people pleaser mm-hmm. that I have really acclimated to moving through things quickly because I don't want anybody to wait. I don't want anybody to like give a reason to not like me or yes or not love me or, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. do yep. no worry. worry. Don't worry. I'm good. And then I'll go home and I'm like, I should yeah. have taken a moment for myself. Yep. Have you, you know, seen, have you
1: gotten a scene back that you you were able to watch through and you knew internally what you were pushing through, but maybe anybody around didn't and you've been proud of that moment?
0: Yeah. I think, oh, I'm going to get emotional. I don't even know Yeah, why. that's okay. Things come up, honey. Things yep. come up. Let them. Let it flow, girl. I cry um, all the time on yeah. this thing. Oh, girl, girl. <laughs> ooh, yeah. And that's the thing is uh, my emotions are always very accessible. Like mm. everyone jokes like, oh, Chrissy's going to cry first, but I- <laughs> It's just the way that I know how, whether I'm mad, sad, angry, like I just, the tears happen to come out. But even you asking me that, I was like, am I proud of myself? Mm -hmm. I am proud that like navigating this world and this body is not easy Mm -hmm. and not because I accept it some days and love it some days, but because there's, there's this whole like world around me that like, I feel I'm constantly being compared to whether it's my performances or what I look like in a dress or, Oh my God, you wore a bathing suit, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So like all of that stuff sort of plays through in my mind. And I'm like, even just showing up is something to be proud of. Yes, yeah. You know, getting through a doggone day is something to be proud of. And so, you know, even just saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are, there are many times where I'm going through that, exact emotion or experience or I have and I'm like yeah I'm just gonna show up and I'm, yeah. whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and I have to be proud of that because there are times and the reason why I don't think singing sort of happened first was because I was like no one's gonna want to watch me on a stage and sing and so I just shoved that to the side and it's just so silly that like we've created this this idea. Cause maybe nobody's thinking that mm-hmm. maybe somebody's watching you and they're like, wow, she's great. And she's not obviously, cause she doesn't have, we don't have that same perception of your reality yeah. of what they've gone through and, yeah. and the trauma that we've held. And so I'm like, okay, let me step outside of myself for a second. So it's, it's layered and it's complicated and uh, we're very complex creatures. Yes, <laughs> so we there's, are. That's, a, that's such a tough question to answer, but I think you understand sort of what I'm saying, trying to say.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me just be the outside reassurance, which is only about, you know, an inch versus the miles of what internal assurance is like. But you have definitely been bold and you have been so brave. And the world has looked in and has seen someone be vulnerable. And that vulnerability has connected in ways that have, I know, Just because I know how music works, I know that your role and you showing up to work has transformed someone's life.
0: Whether it be Mm -hmm. one person,
1: whether it be all the people that ride in, just know that you showing up when you feel less than, you have a lot to be proud of. Mm
0: -hmm. And thank you. Yeah,
1: I mean that sincerely because pushing through a rough day, yeah, there's nothing like having to push through a rough day. And there's so many different degrees and scales of what a rough day looks like you know but know. just knowing that what you do has an impact and even on your worst day it could be the light that just one person needed to be able to witness that day so yeah so just from one person to the next i'm oh, i'm proud of thank you, you and hearing your story and what you've had to overcome
0: thank you yeah that's so
1: sweet um okay music are you putting mm-hmm. out a country album Word yes, on the I'd street. like
0: to. I'd like to. Dang it! I have been <laughs> going back and forth. Um, spend my time between here and Nashville for about four years. And
1: oh my gosh, to, girl, come on! Yeah, I'm not gonna
0: be there. I'm gonna be there this weekend, actually. Oh, um, awesome! We're just we're gonna be tracking. Or not. We've already tracked, but we're gonna do vocals on four or five songs. So
1: you go. If you, you know, need a BGV, just let me know. I'm right girl, here. Girl, don't
0: even play with me. I'm dead
1: serious. I, I love know. it. <laughs> Okay, so you're coming in, you're you're working in the
0: studio. Yeah, so we're doing four or five songs. I'm working with Topher Brown, who is wonderful. I have not met a producer that is that passionate mm. in a really long time. And like outwardly passionate. Like yeah. and I think some people like don't want to be vulnerable, but he's just his heart is just so big. So yeah, I'm really excited and I um I'm nervous about it. I'm excited about it. I just I really want to see it actually come to fruition. So uh- all that to say. Hopefully very soon. Have you named it? You know, I've played with two or three different titles, but as, as an amazing artist who I absolutely revere, what does, do you feel like album titles sort of come to you by the way of a single or a song, or is it just like stir inside of you and you're like, oh, that's it, I know it, I know that's it?
1: I always, for the past two, I've picked the song that I feel like is the most tangible. Like, Mm. from a lyrical standpoint, it's the one that, okay, so if I were to create a song title, let's see, let me think on the last record, Love Like This could have been one, because that's like a phrase that people could just relate to. Look Up Child was like, it was saying something, even if you didn't know the song. That's kind of how I try to name them. But this next record, I might break the trend, my trend. I might name it something a little more ambiguous, and maybe not have a song, it be a song title. I have a couple ideas. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear it. I honestly, you know, it's so amazing just hearing your story about how you went into an audition with your sister. You weren't even meant to act. And I mean, for that, clearly you were meant to act. Uh, (laughs) But for that moment, and you were pursuing music, and then this other thing kind of took place. And now... That thing has given you the vehicle to be able to release music. But you had this entire other journey that had music just started from the very beginning. It may have never been a part of your story. So it's amazing. Okay, so Chrissy, you're the Jill of all trades. You can act. (laughs) You can sing. Country album coming out. And now you're a winemaker. Come on, girl.
0: Well, let's be clear. I'm not the winemaker. I just tasted <laughs> a lot of wines and decided, cause I always felt like wine was so pretentious and I didn't understand it. And I was like, if I like it, people are going to like it. Cause I, yes, the tannins and the legs and the notes and all of that is super important in the varietal and where it's coming from. But, um, I wanted to really enjoy it and I wanted it to have a message. So we um, named it Joyful Heart because I always get together with friends on Sundays and we like literally break bread together, drink a little drink sometimes, have a little wine. And so, love it. yeah. And I think it's a dollar a bottle. The proceeds go to World Central Kitchen, which helped to feed people in crisis and just obviously very important. And um, yeah, it's really about community. And Nicole Walsh is the winemaker and she's incredible. She's 25 years of experience. And yeah, I'm just really excited about it because I think that the fear goes away when you're like, oh, I understand this or I I like it. And then you can get into what wine really is because it's quite talk about a world. Oh my gosh. Sommelier. It is such hard Whoa. work. Yeah. There's such a science to it where the sun hits the grape, hits the skin and the, oh my word. But yeah, it's wow. just been such a wonderful experience and we're doing a soft launch and we can, um, I mean, we're sending you some stuff. Yes. have so drink wine, but we're sending you some. Girl, I love it. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank um, you. So we have a, an everyday red, everyday white, and then a red reserve, um, wow. which is a 2019 vintage. Yeah. They're, where they're your, delicious. Where do the grapes hail from? Um, so there's from Mendocino and then Osarablo. So yes. like there's there's a couple different um different blends within like the reds and then of course the white, but you can go to joyfulheartwine.com and you can buy yourself a bottle. I love it. Or two or three. But yeah, there it's really good. And I I think that people are surprised at how good it is because I'm 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 not gonna sell wine that is not delicious. What's the point? What's the point? Last too short. Point? You gotta enjoy it a good is. bottle. Yeah. So let me know what you think when you guys get it.
1: Okay. Get I'm it. Yeah. so excited. Okay, one last question. Are you good with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, currently filming last season of This Is Us. Yeah. What is your the biggest change in yourself from the day of your first read to now that you remember
0: every day? Oh, I think it's that I've earned my place. Yeah. You know, and it's something very different than nepotism or, you know, having a family member say, Oh, you have to write a role in this show. And not to say that when those things happen, people don't learn their own lessons as well. And but I I never felt like, oh, okay, like I've worked for this and I deserve to be here. And like it's okay to feel like you deserve to be somewhere. Because yep. initially I was like, I can't do this. They're going to, they're going to find me. The Jake's going to be up. They're going to be like, who in hell hired this girl? <laughs> um, so it's um, just so much. I just have learned so much about myself and, I'm, you know, I've been, a, am a better daughter and sister and friend and partner and hopefully actor. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. I love it. I'm so grateful for your time, Chrissy. Oh, grateful I mean, for it. Your time. hey, when you're in Nashville next, just yeah. let me know. We'll okay. we'll get Tover and Natalie and just all I have know. a hang.
0: It'll be so much that. fun. I would, I would love it too.
1: That. Well, no, we love you. you. You have a big oh, fan club over you. here. Just oh. know that.
0: Well, I appreciate it so much, especially coming from you. I don't know if you remember when my friend Donnie and I were sitting behind yes. you and my dad, and we were like, "Oh my gosh! I'm like, should we say anything? Do we say anything? Do we say anything? <laughs> we say anything? Like, should we say anything? We were so nervous to talk to you, and because we just had you know been listening to you endlessly, and you got us through some really really hard stuff, and. It, your voice, your spirit, your light, your soul is like, oh, so I was so excited that that was like our first little meeting and you were sitting in front of us. <laughs> so oh, I'll was, never forget it. Oh, no.
1: uh, It was the same for me. I was sitting oh. there like, oh my gosh, Chrissy Metz. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Chrissy, where can people connect with you on the socials?
0: On the socials. On the uh, socials. Just my name, Chrissy Metz. I know, socials. <laughs> it's just It's just Chrissy Metz. On the Facebooks, on the Instagrams, Perfect. Um, on, the, on the TikToks. Yeah, girl. No, you no, I can't get the TikToks. I feel like such a goober. I'm like,
1: oh, no, this is where the generation has passed me. I used to be yeah. cool and I'm
0: just not cool. I'm, Great. I'm really, really, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the only thing I can do is be myself. Yeah. Huh, there we go. That. Yeah. <laughs> Which we well, all thank love. You so we love much. yourself. Oh, it's well, true. Thank you.
1: All right, girl. Thank you so all much. Right. You're welcome. We'll
0: see you soon. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Dagle Bites is an Amazon Music podcast hosted by me, Lauren Daigle, and produced by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. Hey, I'm Lauren Daigle. For more interviews and thought-provoking conversations, and to listen to every episode, follow us here exclusively on Amazon Music.